0: All right, let me intro it up.
1: Buffs my barnacles. (laughs) Blasts my
0: bunions. (laughs) Well, slap me in the butt and call me a pancake. I can't believe it. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. Mm -hmm. Episode 2020. Here Mm -hmm. we are. Mm -hmm. Man, that's 20. 20. That's 20. It feels like 20. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Our last podcast, Mm -hmm. we talked about just Jesus's marvelous meekness, humility, and grace um, towards those outside of the family Mm. of God. Mm. And so we thought it would be a good rounding off. 20 is a nice round number. It's got a big fat zero on it. (laughs) It's as round as you can get, and uh, we wanted to round off that this mini-series with talking about what Scripture says about dealing with people inside of the church, Mm. but people who are clearly who have failings in Mm. certain Mm. spiritual areas of their life, Mm. and so much so that they are possibly bringing that up into your current lifestyle. Mm. Mm. The main passage we'll be looking at Romans 14 talks about what we do with the, quote, weaker brother, mm. what we do with the weaker Christians in our life. And Paul brings up this example of eating meat, and you and I were talking before he started recording, but that it wasn't just a vegetarian sort of deal, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't even environmental, it was uh, some meat was being offered to idols, yeah. and that yeah. was the meat that was in the market. Yeah. Yeah, and some available. people really truly believed um, eating that is is a is a sin that yeah. is wrong, because especially it's been offered to an idol. The, st- yeah. the
1: strain between the strained relationship between Jews and Gentiles. Yep. And yeah, and by this time it's already been declared from the Church in Jerusalem by, and confirmed, stamped by James even. Yep. That uh, they should abstain from meats sacrificed to idols, and so. Yeah, everybody knows that's not what we're doing, but you can't really know if a person has meat that's been sacrificed. You can assume. And in 1
0: Corinthians, which was written before Romans, Mm -hmm. if we're going to get all Mm -hmm. like hermeneutical. Oh, Um, man. (laughs) I know things. (laughs) Scholarly. Scholarly. But but Paul actually says um, he's like, he basically says, don't ask. Just don't ask about it. And then you can eat. Hey, by the way,
1: was this uh, meat perchance (laughs) uh, sacrificed?
0: Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) That's right. He's just like, listen, if you know it is, don't do it. That's what he says. But he says, just don't ask because inherently there's nothing wrong with this. So anyway, that's the example that Paul is bringing up. Mm. But in Romans 14, Mm. there are believers Mm -hmm. uh, within the church that
1: are conflicting over this thing. Yeah. Someone's
0: eating meat, and the other mm-hmm. person's saying, how
1: dare you? Yeah, you, you should meat? just be a vegetarian altogether. That way you'll never eat meat sacrificed yeah. to idols.
0: Mm-hmm. And Paul is making a very specific distinction between these two
1: mm-hmm. and
0: saying the one who thinks eating meat is a sin is, he says, the weak person or <gasps> the weak Christian. But he's saying one is weaker and one is stronger, mm-hmm. and the one who is still holding to this, this idea that eating meat is a sin, is the weaker Christian. Mm. Mm.
1: And just to tag oh. that, just yep. we can root that in scripture, even the law, right? Not only did the Lord make it clear to Peter, right? I think when he was in Joppa, he's on the roof waiting for his food to be prepared, he's fasting, praying, and the Lord shows up, it's like, hey, mm-hmm. by way of vision, it communicates, hey, the meat that was unclean—by the way, it's not unclean anymore. He's really talking about right. Gentiles not being considered unclean, right? That's right. But yep. we do understand that. And if we go back to Noah, we see that the Lord's given all meat for food. Yep. So, yeah, 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 what Paul's yep. saying is true.
0: Yep, Very true. And that's why we can now, today, mm-hmm. as believers
1: mm-hmm. in Christ, enjoy Boom. a good BLT every now mm-hmm. and again. That's right. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> I because av- I can't, I can't have the bread—the delicious bread. Uh, but thanks for bringing advice. it up. That's okay. Mm, ouch! Mm. <laughs> I'm judging you. Uh, <laughs> there's. I'm sure Emily has found some good replacement. She makes awesome GF bread, but it's still <laughs> not bread. It's whatever. <laughs> that's okay. I love my wife. She makes it better than even what we can find in purchase, but it's still not that delicious. I, yeah, that's soft, that's right. bouncy. All right. Anyways, so if you
0: ever find out that you're gonna die tomorrow, you should just
1: like eat a sandwich. You know what I mean? You, you know, get a pizza. <laughs> there's so much we could talk about, but let's just, I, oh, just really quick. There was a time I actually thought I had been healed of my gluten intolerance. And I did that. I ate like it was my last day. Oh no. Pizza, had a burger with a soft, soft, succulent bun. And finished it off with a delicious ulcer. Uh, (laughs) And I should have gone to the hospital, but anyways, yeah, I think I'll just enter into glory without that privilege of, gluten. But anyway, hey, fair yeah. enough, fair yeah. enough. What's our passage? So, what are we reading today?
0: Okay. Um so anyway, so let's read mm. uh, what scripture says about dealing with with the with yeah. the weaker Christian. Yeah. And uh let's do Romans 14 mm. 12 through 15. That's right. That's good, right? Yeah. Um I got ESV pulled up. Why don't you read out of it? Because I, I like that we uh, we keep with the KJV for okay. these podcasts. Sure. So, so hit it.
1: Yeah. All right. So then every one of us shall give account of himself to God. Let us not therefore judge one another anymore, but judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. I know and am persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself. But to him that esteemeth anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. But if your brother be grieved with your meat, now walkest you not charitably, that is in love, destroy not him with your meat for whom Christ died. Yeah, you are not walking yeah. in love. Yeah, that's not so. That's not loving service. Yeah. Yes, mm. you
0: are not walking in love yeah. if yeah
1: you are doing things that antagonize someone else. But 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 they're weaker. I mean, can I just let them know? Let them have it. You know, like you fool, and just take them through. I, we got Bible verses for that, right? You know, just slam them with the scriptures, baby. Right? Why isn't? Yeah. Why can't we do that? <laughs> yeah, I mean. It was, it's not walking in love that's no, the answer no it's not yeah and
0: and um so we i think we all we've all had these experiences yes. in our life yes where and we and i was you know in this camp at some point and maybe mm. still am in some things and, mm-hmm. um but where where people were offended by things that i did um that i knew were not inherently wrong mm mm-hmm. mhm but that, due to their upbringing or their hyper, even vigilance mm-hmm. to uh, which ended up turning to legalism,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, thought that it was wrong, was confronted because of it. Mm. I see this a lot with people who are who are new yeah. to the Christian faith. Yeah, and it's like their whole life they've um, they've lived in this way that, by all accounts, was pagan. So I have a friend of mine. He didn't grow up with Christmas trees because his parents got saved when he was pretty young, mm. and they just went full bore on the whole Christian thing. Or they used to. We we were a family that watched TV and ate these things and had Christmas trees. We're getting rid of all of it because we're Christians now. That's why we're just only going to read our Bibles yep. and sing yep. hymns. Yeah. That's right. And they just went crazy, Mm -hmm. you know. Christian uh, Christmas trees; those are a pagan tradition. They, you know, get it out of their house. And uh, we're only singing, you know, Christian songs at Christmas. You know, we're not no jingle bells in this place. Not under my house.
1: No Nikes, just sandals. Jesus wore sandals.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. we're only buying Ezekiel bread. You know, it's like camel hair um, robes. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and they eventually had to experience what it what it meant to know what Christian liberty is Mm. to know. Uh, that things are that things are good to enjoy. Yeah. But what is what is the point? Yeah. You don't need us to tell you this, but mm. this passage is saying, when there is a believer um, who is stumbling because of something that you're doing, mm. this passage of scripture says quite plainly, don't do it. Mm. Don't do it in front of them to make mm. them stumble. Yeah. You know that walking in love is. Denying ourselves, we talk a a lot about this. That's living shema. Living shema is dying to ourselves and living for God, so that we can love others. Yeah, and giving up things that we enjoy, that we know are good, but that make other people stumble. That is an act of love. That Mm. is dying to ourselves. That is emblematic of what Christ did for us. Mm. And Christ quite literally died to Himself so mm. that we could have freedom, so that we could have salvation. Right. This scripture is saying when something is making someone stumble, yeah. even if you disagree with it, even mm. if you know in your heart and through the scripture that there's nothing wrong with this, that this is a good thing for you to enjoy, mm. dying to yourself, not doing that, so that their pathway to God, for lack of a better term, is not hindered, Yeah, and you're not placing a stumbling block mm. in front of them.
1: And the, the, just to clarify, the problem is is that not like they're going to just go off the deep end and start uh, indulging and, right. and meat sacrifice idols. The, the issue is unity and yes. oneness. And these people are really going to have an issue having fellowship with you, and they're going to miss out. And they're going to be hindered from obeying the Lord and walking away. Yeah. He's called them. To do, which is to walk in love towards you, and you yep. towards them, and that message of the gospel, that even that example of Jesus being demonstrated to the rest of the world that's watching. So I love that. I just wanted to touch on that piece right yeah. there. That. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, here here's the kicker mm. for
1: me when when people are talking about this passage mm. though, mm. and I'll, uh, so
0: let me share this with you. Okay. A lot of times when I see Romans fourteen talked about, mm. the attitude is. That's where we stop. And by that I mean mm-hmm. if something is causing someone to stumble, don't do it. End a story. Move on with your life. Yeah. I don't agree with that at all. Mm. And this is why we are we are taking this passage and we're putting these blinders on mm-hmm. and we're just looking at it and we're <sighs> saying, This is what it says. And then for whatever reason, we do not look at the rest of scripture and what scripture says about how we deal mm. with people in the family of uh, of God, mm. Paul is making a distinction. Mm. One weaker. person is weaker, yeah, one person is stronger.. Yeah. If you are living in the freedom of God, mm-hmm. eating meat, observing the day, whatever yeah. it is, yeah and understanding that that is for us to be enjoyed, you are the stronger Christian, yeah. and the person you, you are causing it. to stumble is the weaker. Mm. Mm. It is irresponsible to stop eating meat in front of that person and then just let sleeping dogs lie to kind of, or to use the dog analogy even more, to just kind of roll over like a dead dog and just be like, that's the end of the story. Because what we're admitting to is that this person is weak and they don't have a full understanding of scripture and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. And the, the rest of scripture does not, and Paul specifically, and maybe I'll just quote Paul, does not agree with that. Mm-hmm. There is a through line throughout the, all of the Bible really, but specifically through Paul's epistles. About building each other up, about strengthening each other, encouraging one another. And so I think, I believe that Romans 14 cannot just be a passage about when we see something that causes someone else to stumble, we just make sure we don't put a stumbling block there and then we just kind of let that go, but rather, What he encourages us to do when he's talking about building up, encouraging one another, is that we need to be removing Mm -hmm. stumbling blocks from people. So what does that look like practically? Yeah. Is that if there's there's something that you're doing that you know that you are fully convinced in your mind through looking at the scripture and the ordinances of God Mm -hmm. that is inherently a good thing Mm -hmm. and someone that's causing them to stumble, don't do that in front of them. That's what the scripture says. But continue to build them up, continue to speak truth and love so that you can remove that stumbling block from their life and they can come to a fuller understanding of what Scripture says uh, and what it means to really live out Shema. Have I I talked too much? Am I being confusing?
1: No, let me just, I think it'd be good to just give some action steps. And yes, Romans 15 really helps us with that. Yeah, said, well, that's good. Let's just go to the next yeah. chapter. Yeah. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak and not to please ourselves. Mm-hmm. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good to edification. Well, here's that word. Here's that, is that is word. What does it up. say? Yeah, to edification. Yeah, mm-hmm. to build up. Right? For even Christ pleased not himself, but as it is written, the reproach of them that reproached you fell in me. For whatsoever things were written aforetime or previously were written for our learning that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Now he says, this is the conclusion, now the God of patience and consolation, that is comfort, grant you to be like-minded one toward another according to Christ Jesus. And I thought you just nailed it on the head when you're talking about how Jesus essentially, right, he became poor, that we might become rich, that is, Mm -hmm. in the sense that matters spiritually. and If I want my brother or sister to grow in a knowledge of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and to be like him. Number one, what an act of faith. Instead of me trying to slam them with endless Bible verses that may be doctrinally correct, uh, it's not in love. And if we look back to the way Jesus has addressed those who were objectively walking in the path of wickedness and destruction and clinging to sin and death and how patient he was to share. He was patient. He endured a Mm -hmm. lot of foolish talk. And he listened carefully and responded with wisdom carefully. And so I don't think it's wrong to have discussions with people carefully and cautiously uh, revealing truth to them. But we need to be ready to do it for a long time. We need to be willing to suffer for a long time. And if that means I don't get to eat certain meats in front of them, and not just in front of them, but maybe even at all because there's a risk of them seeing that or experiencing that, witnessing that. But I believe that the Lord is the one who's going to conform every person that has trusted in the Lord Jesus to the image of the Lord Jesus. That means there's a work being done to grow them from being weak Into a person that is strong. Just as you and I, who would consider ourselves to be strong, have been grown into strength, whatever strength we think that is. And I know it's funny about that, strength is always relative. You know, where I may see another person as weak and myself as strong, I wonder. How many other saints are being nice and patient with us, <laughs> us. Oh, as yeah. we run around being all strong? Yeah. <laughs> you know, for Jesus, so yeah, yeah, we got to be patient and we yeah. got to be willing to leave room for God to do the changing of hearts. Yeah. But it would come by His word, and that's why mm. I love that passage, right? Proverbs twenty-five, fifteen, that mm. through long suffering, you know, some contemporary translations say patience. Through long-suffering and patience, a ruler or prince is persuaded, and a soft tongue breaketh bones. You know, you really want to help your friend understand that they're not really seeing it the right way. Patiently listen to them, and when you have an opportunity, just slip a little truth in there and just Mm -hmm. be amazed at how God can do an awesome work to change a person right before your eyes.
0: And you you made such a beautiful point, too, when you just said... There's no guarantee Mm -hmm. that you know, we're using the meat example. Please hear us. Mm -hmm. That can apply across the board. But it's there's no guarantee that they're gonna See the light and, and you're gonna be able to do that thing. But we are not building up one another. We are not edifying one another so that we can enjoy the comforts that we we want to in front <laughs> right. of this
1: individual. That's not what Jesus did. No,
0: that's not what Jesus did. And if you listen to our last podcast, that's not what Jesus did for Judas. Mm. And so when we're when we're talking about the weaker of Christian and when when we're edifying and building one another up, it is not for ourselves. It is not so that we can experience something uh, better and live a more comfortable life, mm. but it comes back to the title of this podcast. We build one another up. We speak the truth and love in gentleness for the honor of God. That's what Romans 14 says. And then also for the love of that individual, to walk in love towards that individual, loving God, loving others, and even if it doesn't result in the thing that you want, just what it faithful. does is it pleases God Yeah, and it loves someone. Worship. And at yeah. the very least, we know that we have loved them well through the love that God has already given to us. And the grace that he's given to us, man, talk about patience yeah. with me. Yeah. Talk about weak and strong.
1: Yeah. Do you remember what Bob used to say to us? He say that I don't know if you heard him say this, and he he said this to me a lot because I I was an idiot, but I'm grateful for the, his sowing into me. But he said that the seeds of bitterness are first planted when we think we're right. Matter of fact, when we are right, mm-hmm. the first seeds of bitterness are planted when we are right, because we're we're on this mission to let the other person know, and of course it never works, and so we just oh man, you just you're working against. What God has established. If we would only let Him work, man. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh. Mm-hmm.
0: Living Shema is produced by Benjamin Foote and Carl Wellborn Jr. Our intro and outro music was produced by Jason Vaughn. If you have a question, comment, or quip, please contact us via email at livingshemaofficial at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and we will see you next time.